This is the invitation that these teachings bring to each one of us to go all in and build a lifestyle upon the foundation stone that is imagination, that is awareness of being, that is an enlightened understanding of who I am is. Welcome back to another episode of Daily Neville. I am your host, Josiah Brandt, and Daily Neville is all about breaking down the teachings of Neville Goddard, making them easy to understand, easy to digest, easy to apply in 20 minutes or less. Today we are, uh, wait, oh, ladies and gentlemen, ah, ladies and gentlemen, my producers just informed me that this is a very special episode of Daily Neville. It is actually the This is actually the 50th episode of Daily Neville. 50 episodes across three seasons, breaking down Neville's greatest works. And today we are celebrating. So thank you so much for joining me for this very special 50th episode edition of Daily Neville. If you haven't already, I encourage you to check out Daily Neville Season 1, which is all about the book titled The Power of Awareness, explored in depth across 33 episodes. And there's also season two, which is all about the book titled Prayer, The Art of Believing, explored across eight episodes with a bonus ninth episode. Thank you so much for joining me for this 50th episode of Daily Neville, and I really look forward to seeing you for our 100th episode celebration. Let's go ahead and dive in. Today, we're continuing with Neville's book, Your Faith is Your Fortune, and this is the next chapter titled, Who Am I? Who am I? Now, in this episode, we're going to go deeper into the source, into the root, into the cause of all things. And we're going to endeavor to understand our innate inner essence in a deeper way. Let's go ahead and dive right in. But whom say ye that I am? Matthew 16, 15. I am the Lord. That is my name, and my glory will I not give to another. I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. This I am is within you, the reader. This awareness, this consciousness of being is the Lord, the God of all flesh. I am is he that should come. Stop looking for another. As long as you believe in a God apart from yourself, you will continue to transfer the power of your expression to your conceptions, forgetting that you are the conceiver. We're going to start there. As long as you continue to believe in a God apart from yourself, you will transfer the power of your expression to your conceptions. This is buying the pearl of great price, which we'll talk about further in upcoming episodes. But this is it. This is what this is. This is the, I give up all of my belief in anything external as having power over me. And I choose to 100% go all in, sell everything and buy only the pearl of great price, which is the belief only 
in first cause and that I am that first cause. This is the invitation that these teachings bring to each one of us to go all in and build a lifestyle upon the foundation stone that is imagination, that is awareness of being, that is an enlightened understanding of who I am is. And until we do so, we will confuse the conception as being the conceiver. We will confuse the outpicturing of our state with an external power doing things to us. And that is the risk. That is the risk to have the wool pulled over our eyes in such a way to where we believe that something outside of us is responsible for what is happening to us. Something outside of our own I amness is responsible for something that is happening to us. And this is a transfer of power, and it's the only power we have. And so when we give it away, it's not a trifling thing. It's a serious thing to give our power away in this way. And for those of us that perhaps have spent many years doing exactly that, giving our power away to other people or to the idea of a God apart from ourselves, we have the opportunity in every moment to reclaim that power and to buy that pearl of great price. Continuing with Neville's words, the power conceiving and the thing conceived are one, but the power to conceive is greater than the conception. Jesus discovered this glorious truth when he declared, I and my father are one, but my father is greater than I. The power conceiving itself to be man is greater than its conception. Did you hear that? That which is conceiving itself to be man is a power, is the power, and it is greater than mere man, greater than this mortal form that it currently wears, and it is a power. All conceptions are limitations of the conceiver. So this body that I wear is a limitation of my power. This world that we live in, which is a conception, is a limitation of the power of the conceiver. The laws of physics that govern this material reality in which we dwell is a limitation placed upon the unlimited, unconditioned awareness of being that is source. Before Abraham was, I am. Before the world was, I am. Consciousness precedes all manifestations and is the prop upon which all manifestation rests. Now, as we explored in great detail in Season 1 of Daily Neville, consciousness is the only reality. Now, this is a consciousness-first model of reality, and there are a lot of people alive on planet Earth right now who would not agree with a consciousness-first model of reality. They would say, oh, no, it's, you know, the universe is random or the universe is, you know, this or that or something else, something that's not consciousness first. So I'm not making a claim that this is the only way to view this, but I am saying that according to the Neville thesis and my own personal thesis, we are living in a consciousness first reality. That is my model of reality. It's my working model of reality. And so to continue with these teachings, you need to understand that that's the framework upon which all of this is built. And Neville is really highlighting that without calling it a model of reality. He's making it very clear that consciousness is the prop upon which 
all manifestation rests, all manifestation, including the universe itself, solar system, the planets, the galaxies, everything, all manifestation rests upon the prop of consciousness. To remove the manifestations, all that is required of you, the conceiver, is to take your attention away from the conception. Instead of out of sight, out of mind, it really is out of mind, out of sight. The manifestation will remain in sight only as long as it takes the force with which the conceiver, I am, originally endowed it with, to expend itself. This applies to all creation, from the infinitely small electron to the infinitely great universe. Be still and know that I am God. Yes, this very I am, your awareness of being, is God, the only God. I am is the Lord, the God of all flesh, all manifestation. This presence, your unconditioned awareness, comprehends neither beginning nor ending. Limitations exist only in the manifestation. When you realize that this awareness is your eternal self, you will know that before Abraham was, I am. Now, Abraham, which I'm pretty sure he will say perhaps later in this book, Abraham is representative of the world and of, in particular, universal humanity. Abraham is a symbol of that. So to say before humanity ever was, or before this world ever was, I am. That's what the statement here is that is being made. Continuing with Neville's words, begin to understand why you were told, go thou and do likewise. Begin now to identify yourself with this presence, your awareness, as the only reality. All manifestations but appear to be. You, as man, have no reality other than that which your eternal self, I am, believes itself to be. I'm going to read that again. All manifestations only appear to be. You as man have no reality other than that which your eternal self, I am, believes itself to be. How do we do this? How do we identify ourselves, as Neville commands us to do, with this presence? with this awareness as the only reality. For me, it is sitting in the silence, literally complete silence, sitting in complete silence and focusing only on the awareness of being. Now, this is what a lot of traditions would refer to as meditation. Focusing solely on the awareness of being, allowing thoughts just to drift through, but not attaching to any of them, not attaching to any stories. It's really what thoughts are, they're stories trying to link you with an identity, trying to link you with a manifestation, trying to keep the manifestations alive. Because as Neville just taught us, when we remove our attention from the manifestation, it will expend itself and disappear. So there is a vested interest in the reality in which we live to keep us engaged. But that being said, we can still exercise this presence by simply practicing being presence. 
Whom do you say that I am? This is not a question asked 2,000 years ago. It is the eternal question addressed to the manifestation by the conceiver. It is your true self, your awareness of being, asking you its present conception of itself. Who do you believe your awareness to be? Who do you believe your awareness to be? Are you a worm of the dust? As Neville describes as being the old state, the patterned state, the conditioned state, the one that we are taught by society that we are worms of the dust? Do you really believe that your awareness is that of a worm of the dust? A little man, a little woman, a little human? Crawling around doing little human things? That's what we're being right now, but is that the totality of who we are? It's a potent question to ask yourself, and I can't tell you who you are. Neville can't tell you who you are. Only you can ask yourself and inquire within. Self-knowledge, gnosis, go within and discover it for yourself. Who am I? This answer can be defined only within yourself, regardless of the influence of another. I am, which is your true self, is not interested in man's opinion. All its interest lies in your conviction of yourself. What do you say of the I am within you? Can you answer and say, I am Christ. Your answer or degree of understanding will determine the place you will occupy in life. Do you say you believe yourself to be a man of a certain family, race, nation, etc.? Do you honestly believe this of yourself? If you do, then life, your true self, will cause these conceptions to appear in your world, and you will live with them as though they were real. They're still illusions, but you will live with them as though they are real if you identify yourself with them. The I am, your consciousness, is the only door through which anything can pass into your world. Stop looking for signs. Signs follow. They do not proceed. Begin to reverse the statement, seeing is believing, to believing is seeing. Start now to believe, not with the wavering confidence based on deceptive external evidence, but with an undaunted confidence based on the immutable law that you can be that which you desire to be. You will find that you are not a victim of fate, but a victim of faith your own faith. You will find that you are not a victim of fate, but a victim of faith, your own faith. We're living in a very interesting era of mankind, an era where we can't really trust our senses as perhaps we used to think that we could. Now, Neville's teaching us that from the very beginning, everything that our sensory impressions have registered to us have been illusions. And that is true. But the illusion is just getting denser and thicker. In so many ways, there's now layers of illusions upon illusions. And even what we think that we're seeing with our senses can be deceptive. And thus, 
is more important than ever in the here and now to reclaim this power and to choose to be identified with the presence that is the source of all things, the source behind all illusions, the source of all manifestations, the prop upon which everything rests. Continuing with Neville's words, he says, only through one door can that which you seek pass into this world of manifestation. I am the door. Your consciousness is that door. So you must become conscious of being and having that which you desire to be and to have. Any attempt to realize your desires in ways other than through the door of consciousness makes you a thief and a robber unto yourself. Any expression that is not felt is unnatural. Before anything appears, God, I am, feels itself to be the thing desired, and then the thing felt appears. It is resurrected, lifted out of nothingness. Before anything appears, I am feels itself to be the thing desired. I am. Consciousness itself feels itself to be whatever you can imagine. And then, out of the infinite treasure house of eternity, because creation is finished, that thing appears. Because source, consciousness, I am, awareness has become identified with it. I am wealthy, poor, healthy, sick, free, confined, were first of all impressions or conditions felt before they became visible expressions. Your world is your consciousness objectified. Waste no time trying to change the outside. Change the within or the impression, and the without or expression will take care of itself. This is a quote that should go on every refrigerator in the world. This is a quote that we should emblazon onto the halls of our consciousness. Waste no time trying to change the outside. Change the within or the impression, and the without or expression will take care of itself. When the truth of this statement dawns upon you, you will know that you have found the lost word or the key to every door, the master key. I am, your consciousness, is the magical lost word which was made flesh in the likeness of that which you are conscious of being. I am he. Right now, I am overshadowing you, the reader, my living temple with my presence urging upon you a new expression. Your desires are my spoken words. My words are spirit, and they are true, and they shall not return unto me void, but shall accomplish whereunto they are sent. They are not something to be worked out. They are garments that I, your faceless, formless self, wear. Behold, I, clothed in your desire, Stand at the door, your consciousness, and knock. 
If you hear my voice and open up unto me, recognize me as your Savior, I will come in unto you and sup with you and you with me. Just how my words, your desires, will be fulfilled is not your concern. My words have a way you know not of. Their ways are past finding out. All that is required of you is to believe. Believe your desires to be garments that your Savior wears. Your belief that you are now that which you desire to be is proof of your acceptance of life's gifts. You have opened the door for your Lord, clothed in your desire to enter the moment you establish this belief. I love this analogy of our desires as being the spoken words of God. Our desires are the spoken words of God, and that our desires are garments that I, the formless, faceless awareness, wear, clothed in my desires, clothed in my fulfilled desires. That implies that these desires are something that we can wear. They're part of our wardrobe. We can literally place them upon us and assume the new state. This is part of the idea of taking off the old man, taking off the old manifestation, the old garment, and choosing to wear the new garment. These are powerful, powerful revelations. We're breaking apart the secrets of the universe once again through this episode of Daily Neville. That's all for this one. And I look forward to seeing you tomorrow for the next. Imagine wisely, my friends. 